Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Ross Sands. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's Friday, December 8th, 2023. Today we're reading in the big book in the forward to the second edition, the third paragraph, and we are reading um, while internal difficulties of our adolescent period down to began to return as time passed, and I'm just reading that paragraph. Today's readers are for our steps, Stephanie R, Traditions Evelyn B, starting this off reading the text is the Red H, page 164 is Anne M, Newcomer Greeters Marge O, Second Hour Hosts Anna, Announcements is Nancy C. All right, um, the reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, December 7th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,916. That's 20916. And then the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,917. 20917. The OA Preamble. O Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Always sole purpose. Our fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive reading can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Stephanie R. to read the 12 steps of LA. Hi, Stephanie R. from Missouri. Here are our 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, came to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be your servant. 
All right, thank you, Stephanie. Next up is Evelyn B. with their with the traditions. Good morning. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest the problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for allowing me to do service. All right, thank you. Now our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but they ask that you keep your sharing the topic of nature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to, to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Every, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book forward to the second edition. Uh, we're on page X. We're on page XIX and we're reading that third paragraph. While internal difficulties over our adolescent period and we're ending with began to return as time passed. And right now I'm asking oh, Loretta. Loretta. The writer H will explain us all. Good morning, Russ, and good morning, along 
all of you, along with my precious God who is saving my life, Loretta H. Recovered. Okay. While the internal difficulties of our adolescent period were being ironed out, public acceptance of AA grew by leaps and bounds. For there were two principal reasons. The large number of recoveries and the reunited home. This made their impressions, these made their impressions everywhere. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25 sobered up after some relapses. And among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. Other thousands came to a few AA meetings and at first decided they didn't want the program. But the great numbers of these, about two out of three, began to return as time passed. And again, uh, thank you all for saving my life along with my precious God recovered in North Carolina. So I looked up, um, because I thought I was reading a different paragraph, that 90% of OAers have improved somewhat. And I believe for my um, condition, I have anorexia and compulsive overeating, that the only reason, and I've been abstinent since um, January 7, 2001, um, and that's only because today I found God. When I found myself, I found God. And I totally believe that today it says um, the principles in all my affairs. So I do live in the principles. And also uh, in the tradition, it says um, principles before personalities. So that I am the steps are how it works. And the traditions are why it works. And why it works for me is because I found a God who has protected me. And I kind of joke that for me, the steps are about not committing suicide and the traditions are about not committing homicide. So especially today with a fractured society, I'm so lucky that I have these principles which are beliefs and they're the substance of my relationships first with God, then with myself, and then with others. And I think that's one of the reasons I've been able to stay safe around the food and what I crave today because that's really how I stay safe because I have a spiritual malady is neutrality. And that is the tradition of um, can and and I think it's just so encompassing. All these steps have this divine purpose and these divine principles that protect me from myself, protect me from harming others, and to be of maximum service to God and others. So um, and the ultimate authority for me is because sometimes that real difficult time with wanting my way is God. And today I practice a program and like my understanding of God, it's mine personally, 
my understanding of my food plan is mine personally. That's why I consider my abstinence spiritual, even though for me it doesn't have the food and behaviors and all of that. But today I have a program that has arrested my spiritual malady, and this is why today I can call myself a recovered person. Because thank you, because I do practice this program with all the tenacity I can. Thank you and my loving God. All right, Loretta, thanks for starting us off. Appreciate it. So now we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And uh, if you shared on the past two days, so Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, if we step back without other people to share, um, uh, you all got that, and uh, I'm having a hard time here today. Excuse me. So, who wants to share? Please, one at a time. Harlan G. And Kathy Hold on, hold on. Liz hold on, UK. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. I got Harlan G. And Liz E. But there's a few in between. Kim A. There's a Kathy. Kathy, what was that? Kim. The person is Sorry. The person Kim Ang. Oh, Kim. But there's a Kathy too. I didn't hear the person that showed that last name. Kathy C. Oh, awesome. Okay, who else? Lisa N. Lisa and Who else? All right, so let, we'll go with this crew. Harlan, Kathy, Liz, Kim, and Lisa. All right, Har, you're up, bud. Thank you very much, Russ. Thanks for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm going to try not to be critical this morning, but I'll probably fail. It is long since my belief that the renaissance of OA, the rebirth of OA, is envisioned for you. Why is that? What, what specifically? Because in vision for you, we have an uncluttered message of the big book. Let's take a look at something in the paragraph we read this morning. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, and the key word here is really tried. That means they actually did the work. 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. That is a 75% recovery rate. In OA today, we cannot talk about 75%. We cannot talk about 10%. We cannot talk about 3%. If we are really optimistic in our calculation. We are probably recovering at a rate of 2 to 3%. Why is that? Because the messages are getting hazy, confusing. They're getting all kinds of different messages about all kinds of different things, and our recovery, rate have, our recovery rates have plummeted, plummeted over the years. The membership has plummeted over the years as well. 
and the membership in Vision for You continues to increase sharply. Now, OA and Vision are not separate entities. Vision is a just an example of a healthy OA meeting. But if we unclutter the message for sponsees, we can certainly do better than what we're doing today. We can increase our numbers today by just leaving the message alone, not changing it. You hear this all the time. The message has never been changed. The message has never been changed. And then the fellowship will try to change the message quite a bit, actually. They'll add things in. They'll take things out. They'll misquote things. So as much as I tried to be uncri uh, uncritical, that's not a word, as much as I tried not to be critical this morning, I know that I sounded like I was, but what I'm trying to do is rally the troops. What I'm trying to do is rally us to a better result. Vision for You is clearly the renaissance of OA, and the specific reason is because the message here in Vision is uncluttered. It is un fettered. It, it doesn't have a bunch of garbage thrown around. It is a pure message of the big book of AA, and we're working the steps out of the big book, and that's why our pocket of OA continues to increase. I think my time is up. So, Russ, I'm going to thank you for your, for your service, and I'm going to thank everybody for listening today. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Arlen. Appreciate it. Kathy C. is next, followed by Vizzy. Good morning. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Yeah, I wanted to also um, share, you know, for, for me what uh, was told about this paragraph. And, you know, um, we just heard from another member, 75% uh, was the recovery rate. And then it says about two out of three began to return. That's 90% recovery rate. And, um, you know, it, it was it was told to me that uh, now less than 2% uh, based on what? On the chip sales, right? That's how we know. There are a lot of desire chips, right? People wanting to start again. They won, you know, one month, you know, three months. But what about the long term? What about the years, right? There's There's not many now. And then what seemed to work, um, what doesn't, and, and why don't we get this now? Like 90%, that's, that's huge. That's, that's really a miracle. And um, it was really because the only uh, book in, in circulation or the only solution was this big book. There were um, nothing, you know, there, were, there weren't any other uh, books or, um, you know, therapy sessions like we see now. Um, so it's not because the program doesn't work. It's, it's how we really work the steps or not. And, it, and the lack of, you know, in the seventies, Bill wrote the uh, 12 and 12, and then, you know, all these, um, you know, other, um, you know, forms of, um, treatments developed. And so, uh, it seems like the trend was getting away from the, the big book, right? The only true solution here, uh, was that. And so to me, I always, you know, when I'm, I'm working with others, I always bring it to the focus, to the attention of this. And I have to remind myself as well, and my solution is still here. It's still not somewhere, you know, in another diet, in another, um, you know, 
I don't know, I can do many, I can think of many other, like, you know, uh, things that that aren't very spiritual, but, but here is my recovery, here is where it is, it's in these pages, it's in these books, it's in these steps, and here's where I remain, um, you know, forever grateful and, and forever free, forever free. So, um, yeah, that's all I have, I pass. Thank you. All right, thank you, Kathy. Next up is Lizzie, and followed by Kim A. Good morning, um, Liz E for Elegance from Bristol in Southwest England. Thank you, Ross, and thank you everybody for your service here today. And just want to encourage anybody who hasn't shared before, just do that star one. It really, really helps to share. I don't know what I'm going to say. I was a bit frightened coming, but um, I've asked God to speak through me. So just do star one. Um, Wow, this is just so important to me. And vision for you is just um, so, so important to me because it is uncluttered, as one of my fellows has mentioned. And um, uncluttered is so important to me because as an addict, I make everything complicated. I make everything, you know, confusing. And But for me to get a message, it needs to be uncluttered. It needs to be clear. It needs to be simple. And this book is. And there's a lot of repetition in this book. But that's there for a reason, because people like me need that. Um, because, one, I'm a bit of a slow learner. Two, you know, I myself will get in the way and thinks, oh, well, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and, you know, this is my story. I've been in these rooms for a good number of years, but I've only been in recovery the last few years when I um, got when I found a vision for you. Um, and I began to hear the uncluttered message, the clear message, the message of this big book. And, you know, this paragraph is a paragraph of hope and love and fellowship. And yeah. Them, it, it works. It really does work, and it works in rough going. As many of you know, I've been, I'm going through a tough patch at the minute, but I still remain abstinent. Thanks a million to everybody. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Liz. Next up is Kim A. from New York. Thanks. Good morning. <clears throat> this is Kim A. from New York City. So I mostly completely agree <laughs> with what everybody is saying. Um, you know, the thing about many, many meetings is they're bringing in all of these outside um, ideas that are not part of the original 12-step program of action, right? It's bringing in tools. It's bringing in you have to make three calls. It's bringing in you have to go to X number of meetings a week. It's bringing in food plans. It's bringing in you know, discussion meetings where people are talking about their food or their problems. And not that those aren't important and useful things, but that's not really what helps us recover. We recover from working the steps. And it's really clear in the big book that alcohol is not the problem, right? It's really, really clear. And they take us through those first four chapters describing the, the illness in so much detail because it's so convoluted. And if we don't truly understand the illness, we can't apply the solution of the 12 steps. And my illness has nothing to do with food. It has nothing to do with specific ingredients. 
it has nothing to do with my what I thought was my need to um, have certain foods I couldn't eat or have to weigh and measure or have to call in my food. All that did was take me away from that clear-cut solution because whether I was abstinent or not, when I was counting days, when I was doing all those other things, I was still completely obsessed with food. But when I put that to the side, understanding as I work the steps that the problem is in my mind, right, and I make that so, so clear that if I take the actions and the steps, that is going to help me see the truth in my thinking or my sponsor is going to help me see the truth in my thinking. And as time goes by, that's where my 10th and 11th and 12th steps come in that if I want to eat compulsively or if I'm eating something that I don't even really want to eat, whatever it is, I don't need to be counting days or have something written down. I just need to understand with the help of my higher power and my sponsor that if I'm doing those things, then that's a 10th step. Something something is not right in my thinking. It's not because of the sugar. It's not because of anything else for me. Um, so as long as I am sticking to that original, simple, clear-cut, 12-step solution, I have that same shot at recovery as those first 100 pioneers. And that's exactly why it was so like such amazing statistics at the beginning because that's all people had they didn't make calls and they, like they didn't do all these other things they did service Sorry. they followed the steps and they understood that the problem was in their thinking thanks this is kim a from new york city yes thanks kim appreciate it next up is lisa n and then we're going to take another this so get ready got some time Good morning, Russ. Thank you so much for your service today. Good morning, everyone. Lisa N. from Wisconsin, um, recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And I can't even imagine the, the joy and the thrill that these people, these families must have felt. At last, there was something that, you know, could help them and their loved ones um, with this torture, this alcoholic torture. And I guess uh, last night I was talking to a friend and we were saying that we were both like churchgoers before the program, but it was the program that changed us and and uh, brought us to, you know, abstinence or sobriety or uh, peace with living and food, mainly living, right? Um, but we thought that it was God. We thought we were praying. We were doing all the right things, but we needed this. We needed the steps. And quite honestly, when I became abstinent, when I started working the steps with somebody, it was not with the big book. In fact, I didn't have a big book, but my sponsor was tough love, and she said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And finally, I was willing to do that. And I was in tuned to a higher power. I was listening to a higher power, and I was ready for the higher power to take over. And I think that the people that, you know, for the first two years when I, when I joined, I'm, I did not do that. I was not willing to listen. And so I was like these people that went, you know, they showed some improvement, but they didn't, they didn't uh, make it. And so I had to keep coming back um, like that strag the straggling few. And 
that's what I'm saying to everybody today. If you're struggling, if you don't know how you feel about a higher power, if you've always gone to church and you just feel like, you know, something, you've got to do something, but you don't know what it is, stick here. Don't leave. Listen and, um, you know, don't give up. And that's that's all I've got. Um, thank you for letting me share. Thank you very much. So we're going to open it up again. You know, please, if, if uh, we got your experience, but we actually limit your share to every third day. So you know the deal on that. You know where we're at. We're in forward to the second edition, page XIX, and we're reading while the internal difficulties of our adolescent period ending with began to return as time passed. So who would like to share on this? Robin and Mary. Christina Christina J. Anne-Marie M. Okay. Okay. I got Christina. Robin. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Anne-Marie. There's Anne-Marie and then Robin. Robin. There's a... There's one. One second. Uh, There's a male's voice. I got Darian. Lenny B. Lenny B. So I got keep keep it coming, keep it coming. Morgan K. Morgan. Joshua F. Joshua S. F is in Frank. All right, F is in Frank. All right, Joshua. Thank you. All right, let's take two more. Amy G. What was it? One more time. Amy G. Oh, Amy. Amy. Amy G in the place to be. I got it. All right, one more. Who else? All right, so we'll go with this then. We got Christina J. Anne Marie M. I believe it was Robin P. I know we got Lenny B, Darren K, Morgan K, Joshua F, and Amy G. All right, Christina, you're up. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russ. I've <clears throat> been wanting to share on this paragraphs all week, but I've had to go to work early. Just incredible paragraphs of the desperation of the opening of the souls to the ego and how they had to get that all in line with the principles and that is just such a journey uh, like ours the desperation with the food and then uncovering our egotism and all the things that drive us and keep us in selfishness self-centeredness dishonesty and fear and just a beautiful journey here as this thing opened up and bloomed and for once in probably centuries maybe never people were having just recoveries, reunited homes. I mean, this paragraph says it all. And it made its impressions everywhere. You know, we can make impressions everywhere we go with our attitudes as we walk this program. I I just came off COVID um, a few days back, and I went to work on Monday. And I haven't felt good all week. I've had lingering symptoms, and they've been very painful. And Yesterday, it just all piled up inside of me, <clears throat> and I just wanted to eat chocolate. You know, I just, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, that twist of the mind, and I just called my husband, and I said, 
you know, like the little kid in me, the self-pity. I want something. I, I want to I make myself feel better. And I said, I'm going to pray. And I put my head down, and I just prayed gently. I, it wasn't out of desperation. It was just a surrender of being in this illness and throwing my hands up to God and say, I need your help. I need your help. And I just kept saying it. I kept saying it. And pretty soon, I just had the idea to go get a cup of tea. And then I went back to my chair, and I realized that it had lifted. God is so good when we reach out to him, when we walk this program, when we come back, like it talks about in this paragraph, coming back, two or three begin to return. And I know they're talking about coming back to the program, but we can return to this daily. We can have that gentle surrender because as we work this program, this damn thing becomes the foundation instead of the craving and the food and all that that used to be my foundation to have something to ease the pain of life. You know, and I didn't know as a kid, as I was living in this horrible, tumultuous environment that went on in my life forever, I only had food to reach to. I didn't have parents to reach to or friends. I was an isolator. Me and the food, you know, and then it just destroyed me. And I don't want it anymore. That's a miracle. I often hear Harlan say, I don't want it anymore. (laughs) I love it when he says that. I don't want the Kit Kat bar. You know, that's the beauty of this thing. That's the physical recovery of the cravings. We don't want it anymore. It might come in our head occasionally, and I might not remember the turmoil and the horror of the past, but I don't want it. I want my beautiful food that tastes delicious and sustains me and gives me health. So this paragraph just says it all. You know, we don't, don't, I'll finish up. We don't have anything else. We come to the point we don't have anything else. And if you're out there, this this is the walk that I had to take. And it's beautiful. Thank you. I love you all, and I'll pass. Thanks, Christina. Next up is Anne Marie, M, followed by Robin P. Good morning, Russ. This is Anne Marie M, uh, gratefully recovered through God's grace by working the steps in this book. Um, and you know, it 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 surprises me. Maybe not surprises me, but. Um, I'm I'm not sure that those those statistics are correct, what I heard this morning, because I go to, quote, recovered, unquote, meetings, healthy OA meetings, and I need to get out to the the meetings that are not so recovered. I do go to one in my uh, hometown on Saturday mornings, and um, and I see the difference between all the you know the healthy meetings that I go to. And I attend this meeting, uh, uh, a vision for you, just about every day. And I'm surrounded by many recovered friends. And it is my obligation to go out to the still suffering compulsive overeater. And that means for me to go to meetings that are not so healthy and to spread this word. And I think once I start doing that, then I will see the statistics that were talked about today, that we're only 1% or 2%, um, you know, only 1% or 2% are recovered now. You know, but if I hide in the healthy meetings, I'm not going to see the people that are really my duty. I mean, this was freely given to me. I didn't do, I mean, I did the work. Yes, I did the work. But God is the one who removed the obsession from me. It was a gift. 
And I need to share that. I need to share what happened to me, that how I struggled for years and years. And the first 20 years of my recovery, I was in and out of OA. I was only, I didn't know that people, I knew about the big book, but I didn't know that that OA people, (laughs) that people in OA use the big book to recover. I didn't realize that that's where the answer is. And that's what I need to spread. I need to spread that word that the, the solution to compulsive overeater is found in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous has led me to a relationship with a God that I never knew I could have a relationship with. And so I am grateful for that. So I, um, besides going, I'm going to try to uh, do my best to commit to go to another uh, local meeting. Um, we, I'm on the Grand Strand of, uh, in South Carolina, and it's a 60-mile span uh, north and south, and I don't know how wide it is, but there are six meetings a week in this area. Six meetings a week. Maybe seven. Five. I think there's two on one day. But anyway, um, I, I I I pray that I I reach out to the still sick and suffering out, um, alcohol uh, the eater and get to those meetings that need help so desperately. I'll pass. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Anne Marie. Next up is Robin P. I think it was followed by Lenny B. Hi. Good morning, Robin P. Grateful recovery compulsive overeater in Costa Rica. And thanks for your service for us. And I'm usually on the 10 a.m., but I'm just really grateful to be here this morning. And, uh, you know, I'm coming up, thank God, on eight years of abstinence, one day at a time, but God's grace and mercy, as has been said. (laughs) And, you know, uh, I I, I feel like it's so important to be part of that 2 or 3%, if that's the, the true number, and to just keep following the winners. You know, what does my sponsor do? What am I, you know, I'm, am I willing, when I came into this program, I was asked, are you willing to go to any length to recover? And I wholeheartedly said, yes, I was done. And, and so I ask people that when I work with them, are you willing to go to any lengths to recover? And, um, and it's usually the thing that the person doesn't want to do that is the thing that would make the difference. You know, I don't want to have to make calls. I don't want to have to share at a meeting, whatever it is. I don't want to work the steps. I don't want to sponsor somebody after they're after I'm done with the steps. Whatever it is, that's the key that opens that door of, of willingness. And um, I'm I'm so grateful to have had the winners before me, and I just get to walk in their footsteps. You know, follow the, the path. And you know, I started on Broadway for 15 years when I was younger, and um, only two to three percent in the union ever make a living an actor's equity union ever make a living at it be on Broadway. I was so proud to be part of that two to 3%. And I'm so proud to be two, part of this two to 3%. And it then be part of the other percent that isn't able to recover at this time or willing or whatever. I feel like it's been a lot of mercy and grace. And also God rises up, you know, meets me when I'm willing to go to any length. And, and for me, living in 10, 11, and 12 has been such a deal maker for me. You know, that's, I used to have that mental obsession. I didn't know what to do with it. And now I get to do 10, 11, and 12, 
and keep trudging the road of happy destiny along with all of you. God bless you all with a very blessed, abstinent day and weekend I pass. Thanks again. Thanks, Rob. And next up is Lenny B. Lenny B., you are up. Star one, Lenny. Press star one, Lenny. We don't hear you, buddy. Lenny B, compulsive eater. Right, you got man. me? There you go. Gotcha. Buddy. All right, ten four. Uh, I just want to say when I am talking with my sponsor and writing down notes, it's like a spiritual revival. And lots of times I can't even read my writing, but I scribble through it and I fix something out. And uh, without the sponsor and without the steps, that I'm just sitting on a curb waiting for a bus, and the bus ain't coming. So <clears throat> this is the first time I ever spoke online. Um, attitude of gratitude uh, with high expectations. And uh, this is just the best. I love that anger slave. She just said she's in a tough patch. I can relate to that tough patch show, but you still got to do the work and you still got to work it. And this is just a great, we don't have face meetings here in this town, but this phone meeting, it's the ticket. It's the Mac daddy. And I remember Leon Russell one time, he said he was in the highway. He was in a ditch in the highway of life. And I can relate to that. So like whatever you dealt with, whatever your medical situations are, you got to work it. And that's, that's the name of that tune. And, uh, I call my higher power Jesus, and he's like duct tape. He fixes everything. Thank you very much. Bye. Hey, Lenny, where where are yep. you from? Where are you ah, from? Palaka, Florida. Palaka, Florida. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank your you. Share. Yes, sir. Bye. Next up is Darian K. Followed by Morgan K. Oh, good morning, Russ. Can you hear me? Okay. Gotcha, Darian. Yep. Fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. So glad to be on the line with you and uh, all these wonderful people that are sharing today. Um, you know, and I, I'm thinking about this on a personal level, um, you know, because really that's only the, the most important level for me. <laughs> um, because if I overthink things, I'll, I'll get into trouble. So I'm per, on a personal level, you know, I ask sometimes myself, why? Why? Why do I continue to be willing to work this program and want this program and do this program? It, it blows my mind sometimes. Um, you know, I followed my mom and my sister into this program, and, you know, um, both of them left, um, you know, at some point. And I'm still, I'm still working it and working it hard. And I, I don't know, you know. I, well, I do know. You know, I wake up in the morning and I have a decision to make. Do I want to pray um, to be recovered today? Or do I want to turn to the disease because it's more comfortable and easier and, um, you know, just less work? Um, you know, what do I want? What is my choice today? Um, that's how I think it works. You know, I need to depend on a higher power every single day when I wake up in the morning um, and then just be willing to follow um, that guide through the day. Um, you know, and 
I love all meetings. I think that um, this meeting is so powerful and so wonderful. And I listen to it every single day. And it's amazing to do a meeting every day, you know. Um, but we can, you know, now that we have phone meetings and Zoom meetings. Um, but, you know, there has never, in 37 years, I have never been to a bad meeting. Maybe they haven't been as strong as I'd like, and I've left, you know, shaking, you know, scratching my head a little bit. But I have never, you know, said, F this. I don't want this program. This is for crazy people. And I, you know, I don't want any part of this. I have never left a, a meeting that way. I've only been a little sad maybe that it hasn't had the strength or support that it needs. Um, but, you know, it has always, I've always walked away with something in my heart to carry um, for that day so that I can remain, um, you know, on the right path. Uh, and I am just so grateful, grateful to all of you for keeping this meeting going um, and for all the people that have started new meetings um, and that just, you know, just are doing that, maybe that small percent. It might be a small percent, but it's a big one for me. So um, I'm just so grateful. Thank you all for being there. Thanks, Darian. Next up is Morgan Kay, followed by Joshua F. Good morning, this is Morgan Kay, uh, calling from Manitoba, Canada, recovered for today. Um, thanks so much, Russ, for your service. Yeah, reading this paragraph, um, I couldn't help but see in the statistics like a lot of my journey with the steps. You know, it said that 50% recovered and that that was my story um, with AA. Um, I went in and recovered I had one sponsor I never relapsed um and then 25 percent you know relapse and and that was definitely my story in OA um I went in and out and you know I think I've had six sponsors um you know and it it talked about the remainder showed improvement like each time I worked the steps in OA fully and in different ways I I think I did show improvement, right? Like, I think it was part of my story. I think it was peeling back another layer. You know, that's how I had to get closer to my higher power. Um, and then how it says other thousands didn't want away. You know, in before I came in this last time, like, I knew that I was a compulsive overeater. I knew I could not be tethered to this program, but I did not want it. Um, and then, you know, two out of three returned as the time passed, and thank God I returned. Um, and that was just by taking the next step and acting as if in that moment, you know. Um, food and compulsive overeating was my first addiction, but my story was that, you know, I needed AA to teach me about the steps and my higher power so I could admit that, you know, I needed, I needed the steps for food as well. Um, and that I was, I was blocked, I was blocked. Um, from God and I, I've been through the steps several different ways but but what got me recovered for today was just going back to the big book you know and and reading it line for line but this that doesn't mean you know I, I did that in AA as well uh, that doesn't mean I didn't in a way need a lot more accountability you know through through a committed food plan through calls through vision for you daily um, and I, I don't know why that is working for me today um, but I know that the only way for me in life 
is is the 12 steps you know it's my only shot period um and yeah for today you know i'm i'm choosing recovery i want this uh and i and i want the steps and uh i'm so i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful to have a way of life um that for today is working and with that i'll pass Thanks, Morgan. Appreciate it. Next up is Joshua F. followed by Amy Jake. Joshua, star one, please. Hello, can you hear me? Gotcha. Yep. Perfect. My name is my my name is Joshua F. I'm from New Providence, uh, New Jersey. This is my first time at an OA meeting. Um, I am not sh sure I'm in the right place. I haven't really heard a lot of identification about eating. There's a lot of great solution here, though. Um, it's definitely been my solution with alcoholism, but I'm just not sure yet. Um, uh, if you're like me, um, I, I, I have a question, I guess, about sponsorship and about making contact with other people. If somebody could help me with that. Um, I, I wrote down a name of two people I'd like to talk to, but I, I don't really know how to navigate this fellowshipping outside of uh, a, a conference call. So um, any way to sort of work through this from, from, from the other side once I'm done uh, Speaking here would be super helpful, um, and that's really all I got to say. Thanks. All right, Joshua. If you, if you stick around till after the meeting, after Serenity Prayer, there'll be a newcomer greeter, and you can leave your name and number, and people will call, and you, you'll figure it out, bro. You'll many people will touch base with you, so stick around. You'll be able to get leave your name and number, and it'll it'll get the process rolling for you. All right, brother. Next up is Amy G. Good morning, Russ. Um, thank you so much for your service. Uh, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. So grateful to be here and be a part of this wonderful fellowship. And welcome to the newcomer, I have to say. Wow. And, you know, they say that this is a program of uh, complicated people, simple program, complicated people. And I think what's important for me is to understand that in the big book itself is the instruction manuals that I need to recover from compulsive overeating. But let's be clear, in my humble opinion, or what is very clear to me in my experience of compulsive eating, that yes, my eating was my answer to life and the problem was me, but there is a physical allergy, there is a mental obsession, and that my manifestation of my illness is to compulsively overeat in crazy and insane and self-killing ways till I can't see straight and that this disease will kill me and what that manifestation is. Because the big book in the doc op that we'll get to, it was very clear that the man's brain must be defogged, entire abstinence is required. And how do we do that? How do I do that? I use the tools of the program. This just isn't a steps program. This just isn't a service program. This just isn't a meetings program. This is a program that encompasses 
everything, steps, tools, abstinence, service, all of those things. Yes, it is a simple program. I mean, this program is my instruction manual for life now, but it does include all of those things. They're not mutually exclusive. I mean, I'm blessed to have celebrated a number of decades in the program yesterday, and I can tell you that even though I'm not all that, I'm just another bozo on the bus working in this program one day at a time, there is perspective and there is some history and experience that I have, and I can tell you, and the other people on the line that have some time as well can also tell you that this program, that they take their, I take my abstinence seriously, I take my tools seriously, I take my service Seriously, I rely on a higher power greater than myself, and I work the steps on a daily basis. It encompasses all of those. I mean, the tools are the handrails as I walk up the steps, as they say, right? The big book asks that you do a four-step. You do use the tool of writing. It requests that you get or encourages you or suggests very strongly that you get a sponsor, this is what will happen when a newcomer reaches out on the phone, which I hope he will do at the end of the meeting and says, help. What do we do? We're going to pick up the phone. So we're going to use these tools to put the food down and then get on to the business of connecting to a higher power through using the 12 steps so that we can be relieved of the insanity of the mental obsession. We put down the physical allergy through the food plan, and then we get on to the business of recovering from the insanity that tells me it's okay to keep eating even though I know it will kill me, even though I know the results of the complications of being a bulimic, in my opinion, in my experience. And I'll just wrap up by saying is that this instruction manual is what guides me and has guided so many others over the decades. Simple program, complicated people, but we work it all. It encompasses all. And with that, I'll pass. All right, Amy G. Appreciate it. So we got a minute and a half. Who um, who wants that? Who wants to read, uh, share on that? Vanessa G. All right, go ahead, Vanessa. You got it. Thanks, Russ. This is Vanessa G. Recovered in New Mexico. And... I, I, you know, I still can't believe that I don't end my day, um, you know, laying in my bed, eating candy or ice cream until I fall asleep. You know, this meeting has saved my life. I, you know, have uh, lost half my body weight. Um, and I just can't believe that um, I have found such a solution here. But uh, given that huge gift, it is my responsibility, I believe, to get out of my house and go out and spread this message beyond vision for you. It's easy enough to still isolate the same way I used to. And um, I can't. I can't. This has been a free gift, a beautiful gift, Sorry. a life and I need to share it. Thank you. All right, Vanessa, thank you. Vanessa is our last share for today. And uh, please, thank you to everybody that shared and actually dealt with my craziness today. Please join us for a second unrecorded study immediately following closing. And today's share ID, so Friday, December 8th, 2023 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,919. That's 20919. 
And we are going to end with the reading from the big book. Anne-Marie M's going to read, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Good morning again, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M in South Carolina, Recovery Compulsive Eater. <clears throat> our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.